This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, we're getting swifty on today's podcast. Oh, it's been a whirlwind of a day for us. If we look should like we, we're... Should, wait, should we have allowed that? Yes, <laughs> we are allowing intro? it. <laughs> you, we look exhausted. That's because we are, because a bomb was dropped in our lap. Overnight. A Swifty bomb. <laughs> Taylor Swift's heiress tour movie, apparently, is a thing. Concert movie, a, yeah. A recording of whatever one of day her, that she yeah. is performing currently, yeah. I guess. So, apparently, the CEO of AMC, Aaron... Aronson? Armando. Armando. Aaron Aronson, I think is what. Anyway, that doesn't sound. Adam Aronson. Adam. No, Aaron. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I just want to keep. Let's just keep Keep going. Let's not even look it up. Let's not even look it up. Let's just keep saying it differently every time. Arturo Alfonseca. This is yeah. the material two, our podcast needs. Come on, it's guys. It's two think, A's. Oh my god. Think like a producer. Anyways, he negotiated with Taylor Swift's team to get this movie in theaters exclusively. Mm-hmm. Mostly AMC theaters, but I think Swift's team need, wanted it to play in all theaters. So they said, "But we want more. We want more." We'll see so, how there's no AMC's in like whole states, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So they. They threw it out to um, the independents, and oh my gosh, before I even had my second cup of morning coffee, mm. I, we were getting calls. Are we going to get the Taylor Swift movie? I'm like, what Taylor Swift movie? Yeah. <laughs> I had Valentine's the, Day? I, Is there like a re-release? <laughs> Has it been 10 <laughs> years already? Or did she do like a cameo in one of the Twilight movies we don't know about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been nonstop, you know, trying to get theaters on board, get dates in, facilitate this going over policies i mean it's a whole different it's a whole different world literally as we're recording that happened this morning so i can feel you guys like trying to come down from that high of booking movies oh we're gonna change the no smoking in the office policy i'm gonna start i'm gonna start pulling heaters at my desk here soon blow out the window maybe (laughs) Maybe. no you have to stew in the smoke also maybe not (laughs) Um, but that that became I guess in retrospect, that shouldn't have been such a surprise to see such a big um, or, or a huge amount of your clients like coming and asking for this. But Taylor Swift, man, <laughs> before I even knew it was a thing. Yeah, I was expected to have it booked. Like, can we get this? Like What's yesterday. Going on? What are all the details? <laughs> I it, I found out about this in real time, just as you have found out this about is, this. Yeah, this reminds me. And I was trying to think of what this reminded me of in our industry when it's like waking up to a, a big explosion of excitement. Yeah. And I was like, sound of freedom. And I'm like, no, that was kind of a slow burn. That was a slower kind of burn. And, sure. and then the week yeah. before, seven days before it got really exciting. Yeah. This is like waking up the day when Spider-Man tickets went on sale. And all of a sudden, like people were selling out shows oh, and yes. they're calling us and going, um, we just sold out all of these shows. And it got announced, I don't know, two minutes ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like that. I mean, this is going to be, It's it opens October 13th. It's going to be number one October 13th. For sure. You can guarantee that. You can triple stamp the double stamp on that one. And then October 20th, if Killers of the Flower Moon doesn't go wide enough, if they decide to make it limited, make it special, 
or decide on something. Right. It could be number one two weeks in a row for a concert film. Well, I think they did <laughs> yeah. say two or three days ago of this week that Killers of the Flower Moon will have like a wide release. Yeah. So, but, so but Apple, I, I get what yeah. you mean though. Yeah. Like what's wide the is a very relative wide, term. But. And what does that mean? Yeah. And if we'll see what people want to do, if it's an Apple plus thing, you know, it's going to hurt the gross. No, they're saying it globally. So, so sidebar, Apple, uh, Paramount is distributing killers of the flower moon. I keep wanting to call it children of the flower moon for some reason, but whatever. Killers of the Flower Moon, and um, so they're distributing it, but Apple is really calling the shots on this, and that's why we're getting such mixed messaging. So first, Apple's idea was to do a limited release October 6th and go wide on the 20th, but that was also going to be day and date with Apple Plus. Oh, okay. Or Apple something, whatever they're streaming. Apple Plus. Is it Apple Plus? I don't know. I feel like they're all pluses now. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, plus. Then we got... Earlier this week, in the trades, it was announced that, no, they're not going to do that. They're just going to go wide globally Mm -hmm. on October 20th, a streaming date yet to be announced. So it looks like we're going to get an exclusive theatrical window. It looks like it's going October 20th. No print plan has is in place. We yeah. have no idea. On as print of this counts. recording. Yeah. yeah. As of this recording, we don't know and print counts or where they're going or it's how It's such wide. a great spot for it because it's got a solid three weeks before Marvel's comes out. Oh, yeah. And it can really run and gain traction and you can... If it's not derailed by Taylor Swift now. <laughs> it's, it's paramount. Like, they're going to get their dates, but... Yeah. This Taylor Swift is going to derail things on the 13th and things mm-hmm. the week before. Cause it it's, could. Although, but it know, will get a, I imagine this could get a really bigger pop then. You're going to see a $100 million opening for a concert film. You are you not going to see a $100 yes, million. Yes, you are. Because no. you haven't no. seen what the tickets cost. I kind of want to buy into this. <laughs> yes, you I think are. the story would be Cody, fun. You absolutely are. I think the story would be fun. You're going to see a Friday opening of somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 50 million dollars so one of the it'll be the requi- biggest concert film of all time one of the requirements XXX. is that <laughs> um adult ticket prices are 1989 mm-hmm. $19.89 pretty swifty you know what that means yes and children's tickets are egg. 13 dollars 13 cents so 13 13 mm-hmm. so it is a 20 dollar ticket but it's a concert film that only plays friday saturday sunday the first week and and you can have sh- any number of shows that Friday, that we first weekend, but then it's limited. No shows before noon. Um, the c- the oh, rest no, of the no weeks. shows before noon. Yeah, but so, people have eleven a.m. matinee. Oh, no shows before. Oh, so it's gonna affect one show. Oh, don't most theaters open up at Friday, Saturday, anyway? Fr- yeah, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are gonna be massive, Cody. It's gonna be so busy. It doesn't it's play be Monday so through big. Wednesday. Just everybody should know that too. Like all of these, con- all these live concerts she's done have been completely sold out, but there still is a lot of people that haven't gone to these concerts who the probably people, would want to see it. The people that went to the concerts are going to go re-see it. This is a whole... That's probably true. This is a whole thing. This is going to change the... This is going to change something. I thought you were going to say, this is going to change the world. No, this is going to change <laughs> something about how they promote these things and create these because they put... They have concert right. films all the time. We have right. a dozen a year and Metallica does them like once every two years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We've had BTS and... Blackpink and Coldplay did one. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Well, previously. Believe. Yeah. But this what a could time. change yeah. if you have these big, this kind of success. Like they're going to go to real distributors. 
moving forward and not play it on these event cinemas like Fathom and Trafalgar and things like we'll that. That's the thing with these past ones, right? Like they, at least I, I don't, I'm not familiar, familiar when it comes to how they book, but they're usually through like very small distributors, very low print counts. And this so. one is still through a small distributor. But so. still a bigger amount by But they're about ready things. to... Oh, I feel Eat so bad a, for these guys. You know what sandwich? Because it's, <laughs> it's so much work. This is the same thing that happened where Angel Studios got excited about Sound of Freedom. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, 3,000 dates is a lot to put in one at a time. Yeah. And that's what they're going to be doing with Taylor Swift now. It's going to be like, oh, we bit off a lot. And it's following up on payments and holdovers and box office reports and all these things. Like it's it's a big thing it's a big thing to take on a movie this size tall order that we didn't you never assume something like this is going to blow up but if you have 10 calls before noon about one movie yeah it's it's really surprising it, it just shows how kind of like surprising. No, how, it, how out of it you are how yeah, old you are i'm so old <laughs> is taylor swift cool still <laughs> no i know she is i know this is huge i just i'm just don't listen to her music so i'm like what could people want to go listen to for three hours her music (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what they want to listen to maybe i'm biased i just don't you are (laughs) i just don't see this being i see this being big don't get me wrong 100 million dollars that feels like a huge stretch like when when there's waiting lines for online tickets and shows are selling out already i don't i don't know (laughs) i mean when's the last time we said shows were selling out already for anything that was spider-man yeah which I think you also said, not a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, and then did two fifty for <laughs> the I opening might have weekend. As well, now that I think about 250 it, two hundred fifty million for the opening weekend. That was one of my that was one of my big guarantees, and then it like doubled what I thought it was going to do. <laughs> I was like, what twenty five? Okay, so we were all wrong there. Yeah, no, I we're not going to be wrong on this. This is going to be massive. I'm following in blindly. Wanna, I don't want to be such a you don't have to say downer about just join this. us. But, but come Indiana on board. Jones did sixty million. I, I think a, a fifty million would be super solid Do you for think this. Indiana Jones fifty yeah, but well, they're selling tickets would. for twice as much as Indiana Jones in a lot of locations. And I think we can confirm Taylor Swift is more popular than Old Man I, Indy. I will agree with you there. Uh, is 100%. she twice as popular? Is she 100 times more popular? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the math here. This is easy math. It's going to open to $600 million where <laughs> Indiana Jones opened to 60. She's 10 times more popular than Harrison Ford. No, it, it's going to do, it's going to do nine figures. This is going to be the, it could be the biggest movie in the history of October, Cody. That's crazy to think. Venom is like 80 million. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Just, I mean, what movies one. are there in October? It, Exorcist? It is breaking my brain. No, in the history of like, October. Yes. Oh, in, in the, the history of in October. In the history of October, this would be the big, it'll be mm. easily the biggest movie in October. I mean, Venom and Joker. If, if yeah. uh, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon, I don't know about. I, I just don't know yet until we get there. I think Scorsese, yeah. Leo has his stuff, but they're not $100 million openers. I'm not, these movies. I'm not, are, I'm not advocating for no, that. No, but it could be the biggest movie in the history of October. That's Taylor's movie. That is Whoa. crazy. Cody. Whoa! So many hot takes are happening. No, that's not right a hot now. take. There's not that many big October movies. It's a little spicy, but I don't think it's hot. Yeah, I don't think it's hot. It, yeah. it feels spicy. It's to me. medium. It feels medium. Hot. I like that. Yeah, medium yeah. with like one splash of Tabasco. Nope. See, see that? That's hot for me. 
okay, it's 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 black pepper. And Cody's like, oh my God, take it down a notch. Yeah. So, have any so, white pepper? So whether we're not on the same page when it comes to how it's going to open, I think it's safe to say if you are a theater who is just hearing about this, uh, see if you can get it booked. Because <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it would be a good now, idea. There is a, there is a four-week minimum requirement on mm. it. There's, there's a lot of policies. Lot of policies. Reach out to your booker to go over the whole, yeah. all the eccentricities of it because yes. there's a lot of ins and outs and changes if you're a and... twin or a single i don't know that you can commit that many weekends to this no. film um, that's fair yeah. or or commit a part a half a screen and only have a half a screen available it, i just mm. think that's probably too difficult but maybe maybe you're just have a a lot of Swifties in your area. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Avatar. The grosses aren't going to drop 50% from week one to week two and stay there for five weeks. It's yeah. not going to do that. This is going to be a quick burn, but mm-hmm. opening weekend, this is going to be massive. Yeah. You will be busy that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, we, we've been talking a lot about Killers of the Flower Moon. Do we want that to uh, segue onto our next topic? Yeah. What do we got? Well, um, now that we have, uh, you know, movies like uh, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon and Ridley Scott's Napoleon coming out later this year, and we've seen the heights that Oppenheimer was able to take when it comes to, like, the adult uh, historic drama, I, I am wondering if this could lead us to a resurgence of sorts when it comes to that type of genre. So it's kind of funny seeing how Oppenheimer played opposite of Barbie when now we're getting Martin Scorsese's movie and Taylor Swift's concert movie almost on the same weekend. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So what, come on guys. <laughs> no, I like this idea when I, when I saw it on the sheet, cause I yeah. was like, what are we going to pair these with? Like Napoleon, I picture the trolls running around with like French, French hats on. <laughs> Let's you see know, those posters, huh? Singing <laughs> for for Jaka. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, but it was it's it really was like a, a special moment where they were helping each other out. Yeah. And it has to be something that's similar enough. Because you can't put a kid's movie with an oh, R-rated drama. See, I read no, this for dif- sure. I read this different. I I read the the segment as Kyle was wondering oh, oh, if no. I agree. The if fun part the, is if I, there's going to be a Barbenheimer yeah. part two, well, which it, I'm getting right. excited about. Those so, are those are two different things that can be lumped things. into this yeah. same so topic. If, so if there is a new thing yes, moving forward, R-rated have, dramas no, will be a not thing. R-rated dramas. It's about the director. Does the is the director out known quantity that's going to drive the attendance for these films? Is that going to come is back? That a thing now. Are people excited about directors as a thing? I have to see their movie. Or the thing you're talking about was, okay, this is an adult drama. What co- what fun thing, the opposite, we compare it with? So, we yes, we I, I get the first topic, but that wasn't the fun topic. Scorsese, <laughs> Christopher oh, Nolan. I thought it was a good topic. Yes. Ridley Scott, no. Michael Mann, no. Like, nah. <laughs> it has to be like universally beloved directors, and Ridley Scott has done a bunch of stinkers in between. He's coming back. <laughs> yes, his last movie was so good. What was his last movie again? House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. That shows how out of it. I'm like Robin Hood. And then it was the... (laughs) She's going. And then it was Robin Hood. 20 years ago. Yeah. And then Michael Mann 
yes, I appreciate his directing style, but it's not for everybody. And sure. So it has to be one of these like big name like when Tarantino makes his next movie, like he is going to be on this pedestal. Gotcha. People will stop things to for go the current see this so movie do you think going. Yeah. Chris Christopher Nolan it and. Quentin Tarantino, that is the pedestal, and you have to be that. Yeah, and Scorsese, yes. And you think Scorsese's up there? Of course he is. What, what other are there any other directors that you can think of? Steven that? Spielberg. Uh, no, that's been proven. Gone. I know. Christopher Melandri. The Illumination <laughs> yeah. Studio. Whatever boss? he does, whatever he does. He's not a director. <laughs> he was. He directed the first one. Oh my god! Okay. That's all it takes. He's on that pedestal. I mean, there's, there's it's a very short list of people that are I think it's that hard kind of special. For it still is going to be that short. Yeah, I was gonna it could say, be like two or three. It may be that list. I just think it's hard for audiences to name a director that you know, and l- that list is very short. And then mm-hmm. of those, James, James Cameron, ma- James, James Cameron, Cameron maybe Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig. Now, if we're getting more current. Maybe, but they, but they got to have like two or three in a row to build up this cachet, like a big budget. And, and Jordan Peele really let us down. With... Oh my God, Nope was so awful. <laughs> nope was so great. <laughs> no. gross, you guys are crazy. I meant gross wise, he let us down. That's fair. <laughs> that That's just a fact. <laughs> Genre wise. Anyway. <laughs> and Greta Gerwig, yes, this is her first like foray into a big budget film. And big budget be, wise. There has sure. to be a second yeah. one. Yeah, no. I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon has an unconfirmed budget and it's going to be like 300 million dollars when it, it comes it out it's going to be likely is it's going to be something million. so massive that it's like this movie has to make 2 trillion dollars to make a profit like Cameron was saying with Avatar yeah. <laughs> before it came out we talked about this movie like many years ago now and i think i do remember us talking about how crazy the budget is that it had to be an that's apple streaming to, thing at first that's why he went to apple because mm-hmm. paramount, somehow they made their paramount way back wasn't going to give him the money right. at the time. or they yeah. gave him like half or something yeah and he needed more so but then it, he took it to apple so i guess that's where the paramount distribution ties come in because yeah. they they probably came back to them yeah <laughs> we have to make a, a period piece in oklahoma <laughs> we need as much cgi as possible here. <laughs> i'm telling you it's a new york mob movie in oklahoma of course it is that's what he makes. And it's great. That's all he makes. It's yeah. going to be great. He makes mob movies. That's what that's what people like from Scorsese. They don't want to make a romantic comedy. I'd see it. <laughs> I was going to say. But, I, but I'm Cody's like, that sounds nice. Yeah. I might see it. <laughs> but I'm then. easy to please. I see more than Scorsese doing anything. Sure. I'll be there. <laughs> me? I'm like, romantic comedy? Count me in. <laughs> the minions on probation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just thought it would, I just was wondering, because a lot of these trailers for these types of movies that we're talking about, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, were starting to come out, and we just saw the success of Oppenheimer that I wondered if maybe that would give audiences an itch. And then the Taylor Swift thing with Killers of the Flower Moon, I was like, oh, are people going to try for that too? Is that going to be another thing or um, I don't know. I, not at all? But I, well, those I audience, just want to hear you guys' thoughts about can't it. Cross over. I do think that uh, I would like to see more marketing directed at directors that have unique styles because I think that gives the audience a lot of information about what to expect from these movies. And I think that's the hardest thing anymore about promoting films is trying to find the audience and get the tone and and any authentic feel that feels original because we are just so inundated with like second and third and fourth installments of films that people are looking for 
of a brand that we know how they feel already. Yeah, Yeah. I think they're really looking for original content, but they need the safety of some some brand identities, knowing a little bit about what they're getting, but they just want a new story. And so I think going by a director, like the ones we named on the list, like Scorsese or Ridley Scott, they know they're going to get a certain quality of film. Mm. It's going to be an original story. So I think they're they're more likely to try to experiment with it. So I think there might you are touching on something that is burbling under the surface as audiences want original content, mm-hmm. want something authentic, don't want second, third, fourth, fifth installments of things. Um, because they don't have to go to movies and they don't have to consume movies anymore. And so we've got right, to give right. them really good stories for them to engage with. No, oh, and these are all like awesome, you know, people centric stories. Yeah. Like the, these, these three, especially Flower Moon, Napoleon and Ferrari are all very interesting stories of, mm-hmm. and, and the actors and the directors attached to them are awesome, but that doesn't mean they're all going to work. Unfortunately, no. it's just, you know, it's it's all a crapshoot now after Oppenheimer worked <laughs> as well as yeah. it did and has still. It's good. it's going to be interesting to see how these ones pan out. Yeah, but I think you're on something, Kyle and Ken. You could be onto something with the idea of it mi- adding something mixed. You know, o- opposite you, audience. You have to not opposite audience. It's still a similar yeah. audience. It's people a Barbie Barbie hit because of women like 25 and over got right. excited about it it wasn't the young girls because they were going to go to anything that was barbie could have been animated and terrible right and young girls would have gone to us because it hit that older audience who could also then go to Oppenheimer. yeah like it has to be there has to be something involved with these like i was genuinely excited for the color purple to open around with these and to see if they could find a way to mix these together i mean wonka and aquaman are both wb they need to right. blow this out they need to make commercials with Jason Timothy Momoa as a Chalamet bunch of... And to, and, <laughs> and Jason them. Momoa need swap to be so, so many they advertisements need, yeah, with them. Yeah, they need to swap sure. roles. So Momoa's playing Oompa Loompas, and then they have him and Chalamet like facing off, and you find out he's three foot taller than he is. Yeah. <laughs> 200 pounds heavier, and it's like, oh no, this is bad. Yeah. Like they really need to find a way. It's the same film company, but if we can find something... Something to grab onto. We need more of this like grassroots promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing. Well, I think it, so for theaters, I, I don't see a downside to trying to reach out on social media and play up to o- audiences near your area that like these directors. These are some of the target campaigns you can do on social media when, if, if you're going to get these films. I also think that you should be looking at things like the Taylor Swift concert and say, how do I make this an event and how can I mirror the excitement of her concerts and how, and how people are acting at her concerts with the friendship bracelets and all of that. How can I incorporate that into my marketing and keep the yeah. momentum going weekend after weekend? Maybe you, if you're having it four weekends in a row, think of something to do each weekend that is a different part component of her concert and, play it up that weekend so that people feel like they're getting a new experience each time. Steady up on your Taylor Swift. Yeah, lore. you're going to have to. Weekend three is going to be Swifties over 60 weekend. <laughs> like We're going to have to get creative here. Swifties over 60. Uh-oh. Maybe find your friends who are Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. We'll use that one as the last resort, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, and then I think our final topic for today is the story that the VFX workers over at Disney are going to start unionizing, or at the very least, they're about to start voting on whether to unionize or not. I believe the due date for that is September 12th, but I'm willing to bet that they will vote yes, and we'll see what happens after that and what unfolds. Yay! Yay! More bad more, news. I don't know if it's more bad u- news. more union talk brought to you by Off the Break Podcast. <laughs> more strike talk. I don't know if it's great news. I don't know if it's bad news. It's interesting news, and it just shows yeah. how gr- segments of our industry are still not you know don't have protections for their jobs that they would like. They are. I feel bad for visuals. That fit today's standards. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel bad for them. They are very heavily overworked. It seems like, especially Disney, cannot make a movie without visual effects. Yeah, and you can just tell the overworkedness based on the quality. Yeah. Which, is not, and then which the, is not their fault. It's just the scheduling of uh, how they pump out these movies. And then there's now their workload is just being inundated with streaming films, theatrical films, all this stuff, you know, TV shows, all of this stuff, this bringing these stories to tv shows and you're going to have this segment and all these episodes and you have to have it at a certain time and deadlines and i just think they're just overwhelmed and they feel like they're drowning and now they're coming together and i take more from it the dissatisfaction with how things are going rather than you know some nefarious plot here forget the union we have an open door policy and pto (laughs) (laughs) haha Mickey's been smoking a lot of cigarettes lately. Or yeah. oh, <laughs> getting God. a little stressed out, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey needs a Marlboro. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It is another union discussion that could upend our industry. And right now I'm not not super sympathetic to the writers and the actors only because it's gone on so long. I just wish this would get wrapped up. We need some things resolved. It's time to get things resolved and get back on track. Right. So you don't want to add another guild into there to, to complicate the process. To anger the overlords even more. But you also, (laughs) you know, people are being tired of taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I just can't wait to see. Taylor Swift is going to go so bananas. <laughs> what the next one is going to be? What they're going to come up with the next one? I don't know if, if there's anybody as big as Taylor Swift right now besides maybe Beyonce. Like, no, I think you're right. No, no, I think she's the biggest. That's what I'm saying. What's the step down? Like the next step is obviously a step down. So is it Elton John doing his last tour on Here? stage? Nope, too late. He's done. Too late? Yeah, he's that's already, already done. That's already done? Yeah, he finished it. There's he's always do, another he's one. He's do a farewell farewell? He, even even if it's the last, there's always another. He can always do a hidden concert from England that or gets some, broadcast. Some smaller studio is trying to get like 3,000 dates for like a Kanye West concert. <laughs> and it's just like... This is nope. his big comeback. Yeah, yeah this is his big comeback. And we're like, no, no. I Yeah, yeah I think that one's too late. <laughs> that's too yeah. much. Okay. Is it something like in the rap genre, like a, I don't know, Astro World? Who is? Oh, that Travis guy? Scott. Yeah, something Ooh, on maybe. that level. Yeah, maybe so him or Drake. Maybe a Cardi but... B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was gonna say, um, oh no, I forgot her name, Lizzo. But no, she's being canceled right now. Yeah, she, so just her. take a breather, and then we'll <laughs> yeah. get back to this in another take, year. Take it for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a spin around the block and then we'll come back to her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her time will come back i'm sure 
but yeah, no, it's uh, all about Taylor, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about this more in our excitement about it for the next few weeks. I can't wait to see. We're going to, at some point, we're going to start getting pre-sales numbers, and I can't wait to see what this is going to look like. I, I'm, I'll put my flag in the sand here. This is going to be a $100 million opener. This is going to be the biggest movie. Should we movie. do a bet? This is going to be the biggest movie, biggest opening in the history of October. Should we make a bet Not on adjusted. that? How, what what are the terms of the bet, though? I don't know. It's up to you two. This is you're gonna make me watch Shallow Hal again. No, you already <laughs> no. broke it. What more can you do? Is there any Hal. movies with vestigial tales that you're gonna make me watch again? <laughs> what no, problematic 2000s movie <laughs> has Ken not seen? Or late 90s, too. What about... Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks. We don't have to just be the early 2000s here. There's plenty to go around from multiple years good. and decades. Well, well, good. You can watch Oppenheimer with me when I win. Uh, <laughs> oh, you once said you were excited. Don't... At, at a certain it's point, it's past. Oh, so that's perfect. Okay. Then Cody can report back on Oppenheimer. Will it be better oh. than Tenet? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Never mind, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess that's the bet. That's where's fine. The, where's the guy from Twilight? <laughs> oh, yeah, he wasn't in it, huh? I was like, why is he huh. doing even remember? Huh. <laughs> I don't even remember. The main lead? Or... Well, that's not true. But no. She'll say it's John David Washington and Michael Caine, who was in it for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine? I think he was in it. <laughs> Yeah. Or was that Batman? <laughs> yeah, or was it? Did he play Alfreds to Batman? Alfreds? Oh, Alfreds, one of the Alfreds. One of them. Yes, Cody. Before yes, the, he did. Before this migraine takes flight, we'll just say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Enjoy Equalizer this weekend and hopefully see some Taylor Swift pre-sales. Yeah. Happy Labor Day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Okay, and we're back. Cody, you ready to eat a plate of crow here? Yes. It <laughs> Wait, was what happened? Not even three minutes since we, we turned off our mics. We're like, oh, that was a great podcast. Good job, team. And we went to our offices. We all five each other, slap yeah. each other on the butts, and move yeah. on for the day. Yes. Good game. Hit yeah. showers. We By the to... way, I'm going to file a report. About yeah. that. <laughs> and I went to my office. Kyle, you, you don't get to hear him. He claps before every episode. Big hands, this guy. (laughs) Is your complaint that you don't get to do it enough? Okay, anyway. (laughs) What is the news that you... Okay, I get into my office, I check my email, and two things came came out. One, Universal has uh, moved up the date of Exorcist Believer from 10-13, which was Taylor Swift's date, to 10-6, the week before. Oh my gosh. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I actually had a gaping hole on 10.6, so this is great for us. And then I get my follow up email is from Lionsgate saying, hold off on advanced tickets for ordinary angels. We haven't decided what we're doing with it yet. I was like, no, which they're going to move it. Which is also 10.13. Which is also 10.13. And that, and usually if you don't have a set pre sales mm-hmm. day out, then that means there's movement on it. Yeah. Ding. There's the oven. You ready to eat some humble pie? Oh my gosh! You ready to watch Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. We want to negotiate this bet. That nope, we it's just... already been recorded. Damn it. Okay, you want to? Okay, I'll add a second movie, and you can watch two movies for the price of one. No, <laughs> no, not worth I'm it. Not huh? taking it now. It got major studios run scared. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I did wonder though for Exorcist if it was because 
AMCs or big theaters are going to give their PLF and IMAX screens to Taylor Swift now. Of course they are. Yeah, I think. They need the upcharge. They're going to take the upcharge. So Taylor wants it on big screen possible. Because I know that Universal was looking for PLFs for Exorcist. Mm -hmm. For Exorcist 14. (laughs) Yeah, whatever this Exorcist thing is. So I I do kind of think that that may be why, but the ordinary angels that one's got me a little stumped. Like it is it too much of a similar audience? Is that why Lionsgate's doing this, or or are they just so scared that Taylor all Swift the, is going to suck everything out of the market the film that weekend? All companies are reactionary, but you know I I looked it up just before we came on. Joker, biggest October opening of all time, ninety six million. Ooh, I thought it crossed a hundred. Wow. For the um, opening, for the yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but I, nope, ninety six. So I like it. I like the it. Biggest I October. Have to watch opening. Oppenheimer. In terms of your question, I think it's a demographic thing and not like <sighs> eating up the competition necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think they want to compete with it. I think it's going to be this big zeitgeist. Yeah. That you can't. What What are you going to do? Promote Hillary Swank against Taylor Swift? You can promote <laughs> Hillary Swank against an Exorcist movie. Like that makes sense. You That's might have easy a chance. To program against it. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll get some audiences that are like this terrible devil movie, and then we'll watch this instead. Right. But you're not yeah. going to get Taylor Swift is not the devil. <laughs> she's bringing people back to theaters. Yeah, she's far from it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is my hero. <laughs> there was so many jokes about that before we did our podcast. Like Taylor Swift's <sighs> going to save the box office, and. And Cody's like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. Even if you could podcast. just feel my body language when we did the podcast. I was yep. like, uh, uh, I don't think, I don't know. It's weird that it took you a Hillary Swank movie in 2023 yeah. to change your mind, an but exorcist, at least we're here. It was 25 was the thing that changed her to flip <laughs> her script here. I'm not saying that Ordinary Angels <clears throat> is moving, but I'm just saying the it's it's hypothetical right now. The hypothetical, but, but, but you can't Exorcist did move immediately. And but, it's a bigger studio, so... Yeah. Can't put tickets on sale is code for COVID right. is happening. Something is going to happen. <laughs> Something is happening. Don't sell any tickets. We might move this date. We yeah. don't want to be in trouble. Or God forbid there's something else in the, the air like Hillary Swank died. <laughs> and they have <laughs> no. to figure out how to do it. It might not be the right <laughs> she, time to Or she's being this. canceled because she was partying with Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> Amsterdam? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> this could be the thing. <laughs> something else. <laughs> Okay. Well, Maybe we just reevaluating, but this we is came back news. because it was such big news, and it was like this feels like it changes everything. Mm-hmm. About well, for you, for me, it did. I was like, "Whoa, what's happening?" Everyone here? else is like, "Yeah, no, we got it." No, we we <laughs> we know. <laughs> we had our eyes open. We didn't need to see the burning bush. We 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 figured this out at its. Oh yeah, the the burning bush. Yeah, we we figured it was gonna come around. <laughs> yeah. You see that burning bush over there? Cody's like, yeah, that's no big deal. <laughs> Bushes burn all the time. <laughs> all right. So we just need to get that out there on this episode. So that way we're not waiting a whole week and coming oh. back around to it. But there we go. Some believer, we're on top of it. Exorcist people. believer moving is akin to the Red Sea parting as far as Cody's concerned. <laughs> She's like, whoa, this is well, crazy. Who would have expected that devil movie to. Universal does stand pretty pat on their Yeah, dates. they don't usually change. They're not a Sony. They don't change dates willy nilly. <laughs> sure. So that one. But I could see that one is kind of seen, you know, you can see that one a little bit. That was more moving it up, just fill in a better slot. But the Ordinary Angels moving, that might. Two, both major releases moving off a date. 
because that just seems unheard of. I just don't. I okay. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, as long as you're on the same page. I think this is where we say we told you so. If we haven't for the last yes. five minutes. Okay. Now we're gonna watch Oppenheimer in the office and make you watch it with both of us. I'm so happy. I'm happy no matter what. So uh, it's time. Okay. All right. So I on that. my fate. There it is. Watch. It's not gonna make hundred million. <laughs> Gonna, if it doesn't make a hundred million, just, I'm gonna be like, gonna, yeah, you're gonna fire face. back. Yep. They're gonna move it to October sixth. Just <laughs> they can keep moving it up <laughs> to see if they keep keep screwing around with it. <laughs> if they hadn't sold so many tickets already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now on that note, we will say goodbye for real this time. Maybe. Maybe. No, for real. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Maybe. Bye. 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 Okay. See you next week. See ya. Maybe. Bye. Sure. Yep. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.